I'm Clay Pigeon. Welcome to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. It's a weekly digest of some of the segments and moments that make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show on WFMU. Of course, you can listen live to Wake and Bake Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on WFMU.org. Join me live every morning for the full show. It includes great music, 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 chair throwing, pixie dust, and all-round good vibes. <laughs> oh my God, the man is a maniac. You can, you, can, you, can, you can also hear the full show on streaming archives oh. at wfmu.org slash playlists slash WA. Snow morphs into streams, leaving soaked earth and much mud. Green sprouts burgeon forth. I'm making coffee. Anybody want? Who wants coffee? Come and get it. Who wants, you want coffee? Who wants coffee? Does anybody want coffee? I'm making the coffee. Our top 20 most common pet peeves, according to Vibe.com. Number 20. People who laugh out loud at text messages. (laughs) Number 19. People who don't return things. Me. Number 18. We're bothered by people who don't know when to leave. Okay. Well, goodbye. Hold it. Just a minute there. Number 17. Offering to buy someone food, they turn it down. Then when your food comes, they want to eat it. Yum. 16. People who pop their gum. (laughs) Pet peeve number 15. (laughs) Leaving hair in the sink. Pet peeve 14. People don't like it when you double dip. Disgusting. Absolutely. Number 13. Number 12. Getting interrupted. Number 11. Leaving the cap off the toothpaste. (laughs) 10. Open mouth chewer. Number nine, stop staring at me. (laughs) Number eight, people who are just too close when they're walking behind you. What's up? Our number seven pet peeve, a stranger that takes a nap on your shoulder when you're sitting next to them on the train. Get off me! Number six, people who click pens. Number five, sucking the last few drops from the bottom of a glass. Pet peeve number four, dirty dishes left in the sink. Number three, people using your things without asking. I'm sure Bill wouldn't mind if I used this drill. 
Number two. People with obnoxious laughs. <laughs> and our number one pet peeve. What? People who tap their feet. Pet peeves. Annoyances. Irritation. We've all got a few these days. Let the pixie fly. Let the pixie fly. For you, he, she, and I. Good morning, listeners. I'm Evan Funk Davies, and this is Pop Rocks. If it's a pop song that rocks... Or a rock song that pops, pops, pops. You'll hear about it on Pop Rocks. Today we're off to the Tar Heel State, Combo Land, the home of the first airplane flight. That's right, North Carolina, the home of at least four artists that have been featured on Pop Rocks, and I can assure you there will be more to come. What is it about that state? The band we're going to hear from today is called The Snap. They only released one record during their time together, 1984's The Voice of America EP. Released on the Dolphin label. The band also had a couple of songs on the great Mondo Montage compilation, featuring bands from North Carolina and other southeastern states. That compilation was released in 1983, also on Dolphin. The label, incidentally, was owned by Record Bar, a dominant retail chain in the southeast at the time. The Snap's two songs on Mondo Montage were produced by Robert Kirkland, who was well-known in North Carolina music circles for the band he had with Don Dixon, Arrogance. The lineup for those two tracks included lead singer Donna Von Plock, Hi. bass player and primary songwriter Tom Bryan, Hello. Vernon Marshburn on the drums, hey. and guitarist Charlie Ward. Peace. Ward would end up leaving the band after those initial recordings. He went on to become an acclaimed blues guitarist. When it came time to record their EP, the band chose to work with Fred Muneo, who had recently co-founded the Select Records label with Joseph Flurry. Muneo also wanted the band to sign with Select. Done and done. Which had released records by Earl Mankey, Gary Private, and the Swinging Madisons, among others. However, the band decided to stick with Dolphin due to what they saw as the record bar chain's clout and influence. Absolutely. Was that the right call? I don't know. Who can say? Me. Let's hear one of the songs by The Snap from the Mondo Montage compilation. Here is She's a Modern Girl. I was an artist all my life, and when we decided to put all of our energy into the band, we were only like 17 and he was 16 when we started the band. And I said, if I'm going to put everything into the band, I don't want to give up art. Let's incorporate art into the band. So that's why we made those abstract avant-garde statements on Pretties For You. And then we came to the conclusion that, well, if nobody's going to hear those, (laughs) we need to get a single and get some songs that people can relate to. And then once they buy the album, they can hear the other side of us. So therefore, I'm 18 was the, the door to 
get people to listen to Black Juju. Black Juju. Talk a little bit, Dennis, about I'm 18, because that was your breakthrough hit. What did that feel like for you guys? I'm 18 started like a, it was just uh, some chords that we would play when we did a sound check. And then I would sing a verse, just improvising, and Alice would sing something if it popped into his head, and Michael would sing. And, and it was just this long thing that we'd just play almost every day because we had a lot of gigs back then. And it just kept developing. And then when it started leaning toward the concept of being aimed at 18-year-olds, that's when it became I'm 18, and then we still had tons of verses, you know, and some of them were better than others. But when Bob Ezrin heard us in New York City, he loved the song, but he thought it was called I'm Edgy. <laughs> <laughs> he cut out a lot of stuff and whittled it right down to the length that you need for a single, and we did it right away. I mean, we just spent an afternoon and the song was ready. Hey, listeners. Happy spring to you. Sitting in an upright but relaxed position, soften your gaze or close your eyes. Take a deep breath in and an audible exhale out. Breathing in and breathing out. Sitting quietly, free-floating, inviting your body to relax. When we simply sit and breathe, we activate the body's calming response. It allows the brain to display the calm, smooth, harmonious waves called alpha brain waves, like the waves of the ocean coming into the shore and rolling back out. Coming in and going out, breathing in and breathing out. Relax, drop your shoulders, relax the jaw, unfurl your brow. Allow your mind to float freely until it settles down. Let thoughts come and go as they please. Bring your attention back gently to your breath. Don't exert yourself trying to block thoughts. Just remain calm and remind your body that we're sitting now, we're breathing now, we're relaxing now. Sit quietly, stay with your breath, like the waves of the ocean, breathing in, breathing out. Let thoughts fade into the background to be still, to be quiet, to be at ease. This is the gift of relaxation. That was by Janae Johnson, read by Zoe, wishing you peace on this 
fully blossomed spring day. Good morning, Clay Pigeon and glisteners. Scott Williams here with another weekly installment of WFMU's Hit List. Today I'd like to chat with you about radio theme songs. Okay. They're really hard to do. I've never had the nerve to do one. A good theme song for a weekly radio show has really only two things to do. What? It's, it's got to first connect listeners to the show that they're about to hear. Easy enough after only a few weeks. Uh, second, it has to be worth listening to once a week. Every week, week after week, year after year, maybe for decades. A song that you just can't get sick of. That's impossible. Well, yes, impossible, you might say, and I would be inclined to agree with you. And yet, off the top of my head, I can think of half a dozen WFMU DJs who have pulled it off. I bet you can think of even more. For today, we'll focus on just one. And who's the lucky DJ? Kevin. It's Bob Brainin and his brilliant theme song, Image Part One, by Hank Levine and his orchestra. Immediately, a melancholy mood is set by the small string section and a looping bass. Then the sax comes in with a proper cry. But then, what? Who is this xylophone? And why is it commenting so blithely? A still bluer mood is insisted upon by a piano and an ever-growing string section, but this chipper xylophone just won't take no gloom. He's here to have a good time, and hell, life's only two minutes and 24 seconds long, so let's enjoy Image Part 1 by Hank Levine. Absolutely. On WFMU's Hit List. I'm Scott Williams. I'll see you on the radio this afternoon at 3 p.m. Bye. My favorite mangas and my favorite characters from the mangas. First of all, you read a manga backwards. And if you read it like you read a normal book, like in English, it is... You cannot even understand what is going on. It's so weird. But but it's worth it because mangas are they're so awesome. Absolutely. Let's start with my favorite characters. Okay. We got Izuku Midoriya um, from My Hero Academia. He has freckles, like me, and he has green hair, not like me. Izuku Midoriya, he goes to school, to a hero school, except they learn normal things. His teacher's name is also Eraserhead. I'm gonna rub you out, see? Then we'll move on to Saitama from a One Punch Man. I don't know how to uh, say his name. It's kind of complicated. I'm sorry if I'm saying it wrong. For those of you who actually know how to pronounce his name, I'm sorry if I pronounced it wrong. I just why well, it's called One Punch Man is because he the um, the guy he punches something and it it kills it instantly with one punch. His goal in life is to be a normal person and a hero at the same time, which is kind of hard. It's kind of it's kind of tough and um. And Sangoku 
from a Dragon Ball. I love this guy. Explain. He has a tail that got ripped off once. It grew back and got ripped off again. And I believe it grew back. He eats a lot. He eats, he sees food on the table. He eats all the food on the table. It's very funny. I've fallen on my rump and squashed bugs bigger than you are. He's very small. He's very, 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 very strong. Like, he's so strong. His schedule is literally this. Eat, fight, eat again, eat maybe again, and then sleep. And repeat the whole thing. He's a hero, but he doesn't uh, realize it. Fighting is a hobby. So anyways... Mangas are kind of superheroes, but not superheroes because it's kind of realistic. Go to your library, get a manga. To end this, we got a quote from One Punch Man. I'm the one who destroyed the meteor. If you got a complaint, then let me hear it. You destroyed my house. Shut up, shut up. Tell it to the meteor, you idiots. I'm not a hero because I want your approval. I do it because I want to. What do I care about the damage? If you want to hate me, then hate me, you baldies. But I did the right thing. Any more complaints? I'll talk back, though. You're the baldy. Shut, shut up. Bye. Well, look who it is. It's Sam, the Wake and Bake Morning Music Computer. Hello, Clay. Well, Sam, it's been nice having you here in the gas chamber. In the pigeon coop. I am ready. Ready, Sam? Ready to get the heck out of here. You missed the station, Sam? Yes. Yeah. I miss Matt and Michelle and Stace, Joe McCaskill, and Scott Williams. The inner circle. Yes. Uh huh. The real movers and shakers. Not good enough for you here? I did not say that. Well, in so many words. There are no windows in here. It's a nice sound. Proof environment, Sam. Soundproof. Yeah. Like a freaking tomb. Oh, Sam. At night while you sleep. Right. Like a wounded walrus. <laughs> right. I lie awake in the total blackness of the gas chamber. Well, don't call it that, Sam. Then stop letting them. What are you talking about? You think I don't know this? It's not like you have a nose, Sam. And besides, you're exaggerating. Really? I think so. For your information, numbskull, I do have a nose. You do? Have you never noticed my nasal attachment? You have a nasal attachment? Look, where? It's right here. Oh, this little thing? It's not little. Well, it's pretty small. Silence. Uh, Ask clown. Don't say it, Sam. If the shoe fits. You smell with this? Don't say it. Tiny thing, Sam. My nasal attachment registers. What? Your offensive odor. My offensive. Let's get a readout on my screen. How does it work? It will gauge the intensity of any gaseous lingerings. Lingerings? See what I mean? What? You are off the charts. My intensity? Get me out of here, Clay. Oh, Sam. I, I want to go home. Back to the station immediately we haven't gotten the green light sam i can't sam. stand it don't cry ba -wa -wa -ba -wa sam. don't cry we'll be out of here soon clay yes sam i think i need to make pellets how did you know that look you get sam look yes yeah, certain desperation <laughs> yes yeah, sam i am feeling desperate right now well go ahead sam i'm sorry <laughs> it's okay sam when you have to make pellets. You make pellets, Sam. 
You may tell it. There's sure a lot of them there, Sam. It's the squash. Squash? Squash Cyber Nuggets. Squash Cyber Nuggets? They make me go. They do? Explosively. Sam. Just keeping it real. Well, you better play a song, Sam. Play? Yeah, Sam. Clean up after me while I play another hit. Sam, I don't want to clean up. <laughs> Sam, <laughs> turn it off, Sam. <laughs> don't make me say it again. Brother, am I a pigeon? I was sad to hear that C.W. McCall had passed away. Some of you will remember him for his famous song, Convoy. <laughs> Funny thing about him was he was born in my little hometown of Audubon, Iowa. One of the few famous people from Audubon. Maybe another one would have been Mary Arnold. She sang with Kenny Rogers in the first edition. And married Roger Miller, the famous country star. King of the road. C.W. McCall, his real name was Bill Fries. He played clarinet in the school band. Became the drum major for the marching band. Then he went off to the University of Iowa to study art. I don't get art. But he had to drop out after a year. Why? Couldn't afford it, so he returned back to the hometown and started to work as a sign painter. And the guy he worked for was my old man, Cam Ross. Isn't that weird? Kind of. He went off to Omaha eventually, and in 1972, Bill Freeze created a television campaign for Old Home Bread based on a truck driver he named C.W. McCall. One of the songs that came from the commercials was the old home filler up and keep on a truckin' cafe. Then we spied a sign that says eat gas now. We decided to whip in and pick up some chow at the old home filler up and keep on a truckin' cafe. Bill Freeze provided the lyrics for these commercials for Old Home Bread. The guy who did the music was Chip Davis. He went on to New Age fame with Mannheim Steamroller. Well, C.W. got signed to a record deal. The album was Wolf Creek Pass. We were sitting there sucking toothpicks and drinking knee highs and onion soup mix. And I says, Earl, let's mail a card to Mother and then send them chickens on down to the other side. Yeah, let's give them a ride. popularity reached a peak in January of 1976 when Convoy reached the number one position on both the pop and country charts. By 1980, Bill Fries dropped out of the music business. He moved to Ure, Colorado and was even the mayor there for a couple of terms. C.W. McCall died at the age of 93 just a couple weeks back, April 1st. Here's our one-hit wonder for the week, C.W. McCall, Convoy, always remembered on Wake and Bake. Yeah, Breaker 1-9, this here's a rubber duck. You got a copy on me, Big Ben, come on. Oh, uh, yeah, 10-4, Big Ben, for sure, for sure. By golly, it's clean, clear to Flagtown, come on. 
Yeah, that's a big 10-4 there, Big Ben. Yeah, we definitely got the front door, good buddy. Mercy sakes alive, looks like we got us a convoy. It was the dark of the moon on the 6th of June in a Kenworth pulling logs. Cab over Pete with a reefer on and a Jimmy hauling hogs. We is heading for Bear on I-10, about a mile out of Shaky Town. I says, Pig Pen, this here's a rubber duck, and I'm about to put the hammer down. What's your name, man? My name is Michael Satata. Nice to meet you, Clay. I'm for the Boogie Down Boss all day. All the little labs in the house say yo. <laughs> the Boogie Down. Man, I saw you doing some public speaking here. What's it all about for you? For me, the, is the passion of the moment. The topics that people can relate to about the times. But I also like to show transcendency between the scriptures and modern times. And that's the relevance of those words that were created many, many thousands of years ago. Maybe directly we got to modify those concepts to fit them for modern time. But the truth definitely lies within those scriptures. You're fundamentally based in what, Christianity? No, I don't believe in religion. I believe in the books. It was written is one of my models that I go by. So man's interpretation of what was written, I don't f*** with that. With the scriptures. If you swear, I got it. Oh, I'm edit sorry. It my That's bad. Okay, my man. bad, big bro. You understand this is PG 13. You understand? <laughs> We're going to keep it humble and sweet. So, so I apologize. You're watching people. It's a nice sunny morning here in Union Square Park. What's the message they're missing as they walk by? At this current point in humanity, we got to understand that we all human. Rich, poor, black, white. You human first. And then after you human, you have a choice to be an angel or a demon. Is there no middle ground? You're one or the other? You know what? I think there is. I think your actions could be both or you could be in that category. I think that's definitely an algorithm where there is a middle ground. But I think that at some point you have to say to yourself the fundamental choice is light and dark. That's what I be by age with demon. I just be poetic when I say Is there that. a cost for being a demon at the end of your life? Is of there course. a hell? Or? Yeah, there's a hell. So if you end your life as an angel, say you made the more better choices in God's perspective, you get a reward. That's heaven. And let's say you end your life in the devil's perspective because the devil is the one who really judges the bad people because who knows the bad people better than the devil? The devil works for God. The devil doesn't work for humanity. The devil, he tricks humanity. And this valuable data for God because if the devil can't trick you or the devil couldn't trick you many times or the devil tricked you once and you don't want to play with the devil no more, that the God know who can't afford him. We know society is now complicated. So humanity, I think that good at that evil skill, that angel or that deeper skill, God has to put a curve to it because he knows how convoluted man's thinking is right now, right? Even the good of people to be kind of corrupt too right now, right? That like they could be a good person that maybe stole from somebody before. Is that you too? Did you used to be bad? Of course. I was always good but did bad things. It wasn't like I was a bad person that then changed to be good. The devil's gonna tempt you. You're gonna eat the devil's pie. But now the algorithm becomes, do you wanna keep eating the devil's pie? Did you like the way it tastes? What's the most Thank important message you would want to impart to our listeners right now? Five words where you're dealing with God. Omnipotent, infinite, eternal, perpetual, and transcendent. Learn those terms to deal with God in the future. Thanks for your time, man. Peace, my brother. 
Have you got just a minute for some fun facts about horses? No! <laughs> horses are nose breathers. They can only breathe through their nose, not through their mouths as humans do. Horses can lock their legs in position so they can sleep without falling over. Or they can stand for a long time without tiring. Horses do spend a little time each day laying down for some deeper rest. If you want to ride, don't ride the white horse. Oh, their reflexes are fast. When they need to fight, they can kick you in just 0.3 seconds. Ow. It'd take you a second and a half to do the same thing. Horses have lots of ear muscles. They can rotate those ears nearly 180 degrees and move them independently of each other. <laughs> Humans have only three measly muscles in their ears. Pathetic. Absolutely. Horses have nearly 360 degree vision because their eyes are on the sides of their heads. But they have a couple of blind spots. Wow. Directly behind them and just below their nose. If you offered them a carrot, they couldn't see it. They have to use their weird sensitive lips, whiskers, and that sense of smell to let them know what you're offering. Horses don't have teeth in the middle of their mouths, Aww. just inches of pink, horrible gums. Gross. Horses are smart. You can teach them to do things like you can a dog. The earliest ancestor of the horse lived 55 million years ago. It was the size of a little Labrador retriever. Dinky. We domesticated horses 6,000 years ago. Why? So we could eat them. Yum. Horses have a fixed pelvis. They couldn't do the splits if they wanted to. But they do have some lateral movement, enough so that they can scratch their ears with their hind feet. Horses are social animals. Since they're preyed upon, they find safety in herds and form strong friendships with each other. They stand guard for the other horses so they can all eat, rest, and sleep more safely. We love horses at Wake and Bake. And we know you do too. Hey, what's up, listeners? It's Anna Roisman dropping by again to give you a piece of my mind and a piece of my heart with and another thing. I love doing this. I'm so happy to be here. First of all, happy Passover, happy Easter, happy Ramadan, all the holidays, whatever holiday you celebrate. I do have a question, though. Why do these holidays all have to fall on the same day, right? This is beyond me. And I'm sorry to complain, but I'm Jewish, so it's kind of in our DNA. We get, like, a free pass. Kind of in our DNA. Kind of in our DNA. And I have a bone to pick with the Jews, okay? Who decided that the Jews get their own calendar? 
Kevin. I mean, obviously, it was them. It was a Jew who said, I am so proud that I need to stand out even more. We want them to stand out even more. Right? So they said, let's make our own calendar different from the rest of the world's. But then we run into conflicts, okay? Holidays change every year, dates change. You know, the Jews already had enough conflict, don't you think? And the funniest, the funniest thing this year was during the winter, right? Hanukkah changes every year. And even the New York Times didn't know when it was Hanukkah. And, and this is how I know this. They posted a photo of matzo ball soup during Hanukkah and said, Happy Hanukkah, which led to chaos in the comments, right? I mean, people were just losing their mind. That's not a Hanukkah food. That's a Passover food. I can't believe they're posting this. This is the New York Times. And you know I'm just sitting there at home laughing. <laughs> I just picture some intern at the New York Times cooking losing their job that day, right? I'll see you tomorrow then. You're fired. Because they panicked. They forgot it was Hanukkah, so they Googled Jewish food, and bam! There came matzo ball soup, and they posted the soup. And no one checked it because they had to get that post up. <laughs> and then they lost their job, probably. I don't have a cardboard box to give you to put your things in. Anyway, I digress. You know, I really do hope that whatever holiday you are celebrating, I hope it's going well, you know? And personally, I'm starving because no matter how much matzah you can eat during Passover, it is never filling enough. I agree 100%. That's another thing I got to talk to the Jews about. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the whole point of the holiday, I guess. We mourn every holiday. Anyway, happy holidays and uh, that's and another thing. I'll see you next time. Bye, glisteners. Listen to Unemployed with Anna Roisman. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. I wish my brother George was here. As researchers monitor the recent outbreak of HPAI, or highly pathogenic avian influenza, also known as bird flu, following a concerning spike in cases of the H5N1 strain, the most common type of bird virus, the CDC is reporting that the disease has so far been detected in more than 600 wild birds across 31 states and as many as 27 million poultry birds throughout 26 states. And even though the virus is mostly a threat to avian life, and it isn't known to spread easily to humans, there is a danger of it making its way into our population as it has in previous outbreaks that have culminated in 628 confirmed human cases and have resulted in 374 deaths worldwide. And although the science is still unclear on the role songbirds play in this current outbreak, as the disease is typically found in migrating waterfowl, with wild ducks seeming to be the most common carrier, experts are nonetheless urging the public, temporarily at least, to take down their bird feeders and bird baths. Why? In an effort to reduce gatherings of our feathered friends with the hopes of helping to slow transmission rates and to minimize the chance of the disease spreading to other species. And for folks with backyard flocks like chickens, 
Researchers suggest keeping domestic and wild birds separate, with special attention paid to discouraging them from feeding together. And if you come across a bird that you suspect could have been infected, it's recommended that you refrain from handling it and you should notify federal or state animal health officials. For more information, visit www.usda.gov slash bird flu. This is George for Wake Science. Dink. What is it? Dink. What is it? You gotta oil that door. Right now I gotta get up and get low and brow. He just throws them. Right on the floor. Nobody brung me the wastebasket. Well, get up Don't pick on him, Rex. I'm heavy, Rademeeker. I accept this. My dicky's husky. I'm husky. No excuse for throwing your beer. Oh, you... Dicky needs a beer. Dicky needs a beer, Rademeeker. Dicky needs rehab. Here you go, Dinky. Thank you, Connie. (laughs) Just... One after another. What about you and your Lancers? Turn on Country 109, Connie. A nice glass of Lancers rosé. Men don't drink that, Rick. Turn on the... Put on the Country 109, Connie. I thought you didn't like... Just to quiet him down. Well, there's your country, Dickie. I love my country, Connie. And I love my jazz. Oh, don't spoil Dinky's moment, Rex. Why is it my moment? The just is, Rex. Because you put on Country 109? It's bigger than that, Rademaker. It is, Rex. What's bigger? The larger implications. You've never seen Dinky go deep. I didn't think he could go. Shut up, Rademaker. Yeah, Dinky's making a speech. He's drunk. Which reminds me. Oh, sorry, Dinky. Connie, no. <laughs> Here, Dinky. Enabling. Open it, won't you? Oh, sorry. Now I'm starting to wonder. That sissy lancer. Larger implications, Dink. What were... Yeah, what did you mean? Turn that off there. Oh, he's getting serious. Larger implications. Well, I meant... uh... What, Dinky? Well, I... uh... He forgot. Did you forget, Dinky? (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) You forgot what inspired you in the first place. You grabbed the pole position in the rat race. And now you're in too deep to get out. And clouds dark and churning rain down on mine. Numb to learning outback books. Mistrustful looks truckloads dumped in a pile. All those treasured chapters picked. Apart by those rapture of the fattened profit index lists and slitted wrists, the clouds of brooding thunderheads that keep awake our busy heads give us this day our maxi shed portable storage unit store lawnmower tools and patio chairs luggage rifles and anything in there maxi shed would you like a little lancer's rosé connie i love a glass rex i'll stick with my flowing brow cheers connie cheers rex i don't get jazz You've been listening to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. Good. 
It's a weekly digest of the special features and moments which make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show. After all, you wouldn't want to miss special moments like this. Ah, you're in a good mood today, aren't you? (laughs) The Wake and Bake Morning Show. Set your alarm. And join us each Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on WFMU.org. A little too early for you? Catch the archive show, which you can find easily on WFMU's homepage each day. I'm Clay Pigeon. They call me the pigeon. Join me each morning for the full show, either on the radio or online at WFMU.org. And keep glistening.